This morning, um, I'm thinking, uh, the sermon that I have today is thinking or thinking God is too small or is God too small in how that we see him. And we're going to read Psalm 34, beginning at verse 1 through verse 10. And I'm reading it from the King James Version. He says, I will bless the, this is the Psalm of David. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And verse 3 is the predominant verse for our message today. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me, delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles, all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Well, this psalm is quite an interesting psalm. Because David was forced, King David, no, he wasn't king at the time, he was, he, he was forced to flee from his homeland because Saul, the king, was trying to kill him. And so um, David <laughs> found himself fleeing to a nearby country, and the king there was, the king was Acacia, and um, Acacia is, what is he the king of? He's the king of Gath. Now, we want to remember that. Acacia is the king of Gath. And whenever David is there in this city, prior to his leaving and fleeing, he comes across an individual who has the sword of Goliath. So David takes the sword of Goliath with him, and he flees to um, the king um, king of Gath, Acacia, and he hides out there in this camp. And while he's there in this camp, this encampment, this city, while he's there in this city, they discover who he is. Now, do, sometimes we think the people of the Bible are really, really smart. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. You see, anybody remember who, who was the first? Who, how do we think, whenever you think of David, who do you think of? David and Goliath. Where is Goliath from? Gath. Oh, wait a minute. David goes to the city or the campment of the king of Gath with a sword that anybody is going to recognize because Goliath's sword was bigger and heavier than any normal man's sword. And so here is the guy who killed Goliath, who put the enemy to flight and has been a thorn in the side of these people. And here David goes, thinking he can go to this camp, I'll go hide out with my enemy and nobody will recognize me there. Hello. (laughs) Uh, And he carries this huge sword. I don't know, I mean, where do you hide a huge sword? You may wrap it in rags and stick it over your back like um, Conan the Barbarian. You know, you know, you may do something like that, but David has this sword, and he's carrying it with him, and he goes, I mean, he does, you know, that's not too bright. D- 
David just, he must have slipped and hit his head. But anyhow, let's read 1 Samuel 21, 10 to 15. Verse 10 says, oh, said David, there's no sword like that. Give it to me. So David has gone to this. He's on his way fleeing, and he comes across this, these priests, and they have the uh, sword. They had kept the sword, all right? So David visits them. They, they refresh him, whatever, give him fee, feed. They feed him. <laughs> they give him feed like the horse. They fed uh, David, and David's on his way. And at that, David shot out of there. This is the Message Bible running for his life from Saul, and he went to Acacia, king of Gath. And when the servants of Acacia saw him, they said, can this be David? You know, it's like, can this be David? How, you, know, the, you know, the guy, the little guy with the slingshot, you know, took down our greatest, our greatest champion. Can this be David, the famous David? Is this the one they sing songs of? The songs of at their dances? Saul kills by the thousands, David by the ten thousands. So they've heard of David. <laughs> they've heard of the songs in Israel about David. And verse 12, when David realized that he had been recognized, he panicked. Fearing the worst from Acacia, king of Gath. Now, this is where we know that David has kind of gone off the deep end. You know, and this is where people have trouble, some, some commentaries have trouble, saying that David didn't do the right thing. He belittled himself for a man of his, his stature. He's to be king of Israel. He is referred to later on as a man after God's own heart. So right there, while they were looking at him, he pretended to go crazy. So that leaves all of us okay. You know, <laughs> we're, we're all right. Bob, no, 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 it's not picking up, okay. <laughs> yeah, we all go crazy. But, so there he was, they were looking at him, he pretended to go crazy, pounding his head on the city gate and foaming at the mouth, spit dripping from his beard. Occasionally, you know, so I mean, this is King David. You know, he's the, he's the anointed one of Israel. He's not, you know, Saul's trying to kill him. And he has this bright idea to go to the, the king of Goliath camp and hide. So do you ever wonder why, you know, some people look at Christians and say they just ain't too bright? Sometimes we're not. But anyhow, Acacia took one look at him and said to his servants, this is the king looks at David and says to his servants, can't you see he's crazy? Why did you let him in here? Don't you think I have enough crazy people to put up with as it is without adding another? Get him out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. so here is King David, and we're looking at him, and he is acting like a crazy man. Well, he wouldn't have to act like a crazy man had he been smart enough not to go to that camp. Hmm. Well... How many people have been smart enough to avoid all the troubles in your life? <laughs> you know, we've, we've made a few mistakes. And sometimes we have to appear half crazy to get out of them. <laughs> and some people pretend to, to be too good, and some pretend to be too bad. But sometimes we pretend to be something we're not in order to get out of them. 
But the psalm that we read here, Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. My soul makes her boast in the Lord. I sought the Lord and he heard me. They looked unto him and he lightened them. This poor man cried. This is what David wrote after he came out of the, out of, came out of the king of Gath. After he had come away from him, he sat down and penned these words. So this whole idea of magnify the Lord with me and delivered me, uh, excuse me, I, oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. David <laughs> didn't think that this was a bad idea, becoming nuts. So when you act a little crazy and somebody says, are you nuts? You go, yeah, well, God said I could be that way. <laughs> Preacher said so. No. no. But anyhow, there are times when God's promises kind of run contrary to the trials that we find ourselves in. Sometimes we know that God wants to do great things for us, and in David. God had anointed him by the prophet Samuel to be king of Israel. Okay? And we find that David, he's hiding in the enemy's camp. Now, if fast forward, when David leaves Gath and goes and hides in a cave, 400 people, 400 men, find out that David is there and it begins to mount his army and the people who are going to support him to eventually protect him and keep him and put him in power when Saul dies. So here we are on this road, and God has a promise, and we find ourselves in a place where we don't think that this is quite what God had in mind, because I'm anointed to be king, and here I am hiding in, the, in my enemy's camp, and I imagine that David, whenever they found him out, I mean, this is just imagination and conjecture, you know, it's not in the commentaries or any biblical perspective, but I can imagine that David was, as he was found out, he's got Saul's sword, I mean, um, yeah, Goliath's sword, and he's found out that he's going to, they, they, he's, he's the king of Israel, the guy who kills ten thousands, and his enemy has him right in front of him. And it's at that moment I think David would have said, you know what, this is really a crazy idea that I came here in the first place. <laughs> Did you ever find yourself in a place where you said, this was really a crazy idea for me to think this? Anyone? I go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so this is a crazy idea that I find myself here. But Maybe it's this crazy idea that helps us to see things a little more clearly that even in our crazy ideas, God can rescue us and take us to the place he wants us to be. Hmm. God has a way of taking us and whenever the trials of our life appear not to be in sync with what we expect God to be doing in our life, we need to realize God is with us and God is directing us no matter what we think. No matter what we think, God is with us. God is directing us. So here we are. David acted as if he were insane. He has frothing at the mouth, babbling like an idiot, and banging his head off the wall. Now, 
tell me one person who hasn't said, you know what, if this keeps up, I'm going to bang my head off the wall. Anybody ever said that? <laughs> I will bang my head off the wall if I can't, if this doesn't, if this continues. Well, David was so convincing, they really actually thought he was insane. You know, there's a story of two missionaries, and uh, they were, this is a number of years ago, and they were uh, going to be executed by this village that they were in. And the people get, bound them up, you know, hands and feet, and had them on their hands and knees and going to cut their heads off. And the one missionary turned to the other and he says, can you imagine, can you just picture our heads rolling down the hill? <laughs> and they started to laugh. And they laughed so hard the people who were going to execute them thought they were crazy and didn't kill them because it was against their, their beliefs to kill a crazy person. <laughs> True story. So sometimes we need to get a perspective of God that is just different than what we have. So, you know, I have a pair of binoculars here. And sometimes whenever we think and we read these stories, you know, like, Cassie's going to be God for me, okay? And she's back there, and without my glasses, it's <laughs> just this blue and that's it. So I'm going to look through my, my goggles here, and they don't work. I can't see her. What's wrong? Oh, <laughs> covers are on. <laughs> covers are on. Do you ever try to explain God to somebody and they just can't see him? They just can't see him. And it's like, well, yeah, she's right there. God is right there. You can't, you can't see him? Huh. Well, then why don't you look through these things? Here, and whenever we look back in the Bible, and we look back in these experiences, we look back through these binoculars, and we see, whoa, Cassie. There she is. Even without my glasses, I can see her. Ah, She's blonde, beautiful, smiling, has a blue shirt on, has a computer in front of her, and, you know, there's this little metal thing beside her with an antenna that picks up my uh, mic. Wow, I can see her pretty good. I can't see that now, but I can see it through here. So we can see how that God, as we look back through the Scriptures, we can see how God does all that stuff. Cassie, can you kind of make your way up here? Thank you. So we can see then how God can do all this stuff for David now. Oh, look back there. There's, there's, there's a few more. Oh, Ruth. There she is. I can see Ruth. It's like, you remember Romper Room? I can see, you know, <laughs> you tell me you just don't even, you don't even know. You know, what's a Romper Room, you know? <laughs> well, that was whenever this little kid show and the lady would bring up this little thing. It was a magic thing. She could look through the television and see who you were. And she would call your name and say, happy birthday to you. And, and it was like the little kids just believed, wow, she can see me, see me through the TV. And, you know, there are some people who, that really do believe that people on the other side can see them and they're talking to them. They're a little crazy. They bang their head off the wall every day. So anyhow, we're looking back there, and somehow we come to the fact that, yeah, God was back there. But you know what? In everyday life, God is right here. God is right here. Now, we saw 
God in history through David and through Goliath, how God helped him to overcome Goliath and all the prophets. We look through back and we see the scriptures and we see it at a distance. But what we have to do is make the transition that God, that the same God who was sitting back there is the same God who's standing right here. Every time we find ourselves in a trial, it's not just the God that was with David, it's the God who is with me. It's the same person. Same person. And when David was a little crazy back there <laughs> and banging his head off the wall, God was with him. But you know what? God is with me. And God who helped David is going to help me. So I can act a little crazy. God's going to take care of me. <laughs> see? And we don't need binoculars to see him. He's right here with us. Our best, closest friend. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you. Now, God, you can go back and sit down. <laughs> if, well, if you don't mind, just kind of walk on air right out there. <laughs> So, so David has just come from walking with God and being crazy and seeing that, you know, I think I made a mistake here, going to the camp, the kingdom of Gath, where I killed their biggest warrior, thinking that no one will ever recognize me and everybody knows me. God delivers him. And David writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Because David found himself in an inescapable place and God provided him a way of getting out of there. It wasn't the miraculous blinding everybody and he walked through there as if nobody could see him. It wasn't that. It wasn't that people didn't see him and recognize him. It was that they recognized him, and at that moment, God provided a very human, realistic way. Doesn't seem realistic. But David got out of there seemingly on his own thought pattern of, I know what, I'll be crazy, because these people I know are superstitious, and they won't, they won't execute a crazy person. And... David says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. Why? Because no matter where I find myself out, where, no matter where I find myself at, God is with me. He's not just the God of the past. <laughs> you know, God, way back there, those who sit in the back of the church, <laughs> God is with you too. <laughs> God is with us. God is with us in every situation. I will bless his. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. You know what? I have reason to give thanks to God because he has brought me to this place. He's brought me from my desperate places and he's been able to see me no matter where I was at. Wow, I can even see through walls. Tabby's in the back. Tabby, are you there? She can't hear me. Her, is that mic on for her to hear me back there? They don't know. Yeah, there's a little switch back there. Tabby, if you can hear me, wave at me. Nope, she can't hear me. You know what? Sometimes God is like that. David, can you hear me? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I must be hearing things. You know? 
because we're so preoccupied with life that we can't even hear the voice of God speaking to our heart. But if we are focused on God, that I will praise him, that I will look to him, that God will be with me, I'm going to find out that God is with me just as he is with David, just as he's with the other prophets. And I can write about those things that my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. So even the, even the worst of hearers, those who are in the poorest of places will hear what's going on. I, oh, magnify the Lord with me. <laughs> magnify. You see, whenever we come together to sing our songs, worship the Lord, when we worship the Lord, depending upon the attitude we take toward God, is whether we see God as too big, he's never too big. Whether we see God as big or whether we see him as little. The attitude we have in worshiping, bringing ourselves into his presence. He's always there. We just have to open our hearts, so that's bringing ourselves into his presence. So when we bring ourselves into his presence, we begin to see how big God is. But you know, when he's way out there, that's about a thousand yards. You know, put those little range finders on there. That's a thousand yards. Can you imagine people, you know, I, don't, I believe in God. He's about 2,000 yards away. <laughs> you know, he's not really affecting my life, but I can see him out there. That's people who have kept him at a distance. Those are the people who say, well, you know, somewhere out there God created everything. I believe that, but he doesn't touch my life. He's too far away. You see, it isn't that God is too far away. It's just that I have kept myself at a distance. <laughs> and David is saying, magnify the Lord with me. Let us draw closer. Cassie doesn't change sizes because she moves from back there to here. She's the same size. She just got closer. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. The same God with David is the same God with me. The same God that rescued David is the same God who rescues me. The same God who comforts David and directs him in his life is the same God who comforts and directs me. And you see, he isn't way out there somewhere in a distant past that I can clock it in at, well, this is a thousand yards. Well, this is 1,500 years ago. God was active, and 1,200 years ago, God was active, you know, 1,500. Yeah, they got a snapshot of him 1,500 years ago. He's right here. Most of us see God as too small. Our God is too little. And David is saying, magnify the Lord with me. Let's look at David in this stupid place he finds himself in and how that God in this stupid place that David finds himself in, God is still his rescuer. I want us to come together and I want us all to magnify. He writes this psalm as a song to be sung. Magnify the Lord with me. Let's magnify him. Let's, let's, get it. let's bring him right in here. <laughs> Let's see how real, and the magnifying here 
is, magnify does not mean to make God big. Okay? Magnify does not mean to make God big. You can't make God big, but you can see him big. (laughs) You can't make him big. He is God supreme, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who breathes life into us. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to God. I am safe in the arms of my Father. No matter what trial or temptation or problem or difficulty, he's the same. The same God who delivers those guys in the past is the same God who is with me now, and I never lose sight of that. So therefore, I see God as this magnificent creator, sustainer, one who believes, one who believes in me. (laughs) Because I want God to use me. That's why whenever we see how God was with David, God helped to sustain him and take him out of that place. And then God was preparing him to use him to lead the nation of Israel. God has us in those places so that we can see how God is with us and how that God will use us in our everyday life. And in my everyday life, David is saying, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. (laughs) Let us come together and praise God for all the wonderful things he has done for us. That's why we're here. (laughs) Okay, say amen. Amen. Yes, thank you. Yeah, there we go. That's why we're here. Yeah, there we go. That's why we're here. God has brought us together for such a time as this in our life. And no matter what we're doing, whether we're learning how to drive, <clears throat> whether, we, uh, <laughs> whether we have to go back to school, whether we have to go back to Oklahoma, do you know how far that is? Uh, no matter what's going on in our life, God is with us. Whether we're going out to work. <laughs> you see, the same God who is with us today is the same God who is with us tomorrow. And if the God who we worship today is not with us tomorrow, then we haven't seen the right God. Because in church, we can see him back there when he did all that stuff, but we don't recognize him as one with us. Everything that we see God doing in someone else's life is letting us know God can do that and much more in ours. Amen? So God is going to bless us, amen? God is going to use us. This week, God used all of you. 95 people. Oh, we had more people that dropped people off and left. We didn't count those. (laughs) People, you, God used you in his own way, bring people in this week. Now, some of those same people, God will use you to influence them to be here on Sunday morning. God, use me. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, just act crazy, beat your head up against the wall, spittle run down, and claw against things, and they'll come to church. I learned to do that in church. Preacher said, you come, you can learn it too. (laughs) 
You can learn to be just like me. Bang your head against the wall, spit run down your mouth, claw against the wall. You can be crazy just like me. Come join us. <laughs> well, Brian, you can go home and tell your wife he's lost it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you didn't come. You'd be, he lost it. He's just... <laughs> He's off the deep end. He talked about beating his head against the wall, clawing against doors, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's lost it. But you see how it is? God is with us. And even in the most difficult places, he can give you understanding. And this, I think, is the key. God gave David. He would have never thought of this on his own. He would have never thought, just like those missionaries who started laughing over their heads being cut off and rolling down the hill, they started laughing at that. David saw this happening with Saul and, you know, I mean, with, this, with the king there, and God put in his heart, well, why don't you just act a little crazy? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Sometimes, no, God's not going to ask you, you know what? It's worked for David. I think they'll be crazy here, you know, no. God can direct us just where we are at in a way to help us get through our trial. That God isn't just someone back there. God is here with me. And he will use your intellect, your abilities, your hands, your feet, your mouth. He will use that to further his kingdom. God will use you right where you're at. Amen? Amen. It's all stand. These binoculars are not a Father's Day present, so you can't come up and ask for them. <laughs> but I hope that we will remember that we can see God more clearly with our own eyes. And if God is distant, we've put him someplace where he doesn't belong. And we've had glimpses of, of God through the stories and the Bible and things like that. But that God that we saw in the distance is the same God who stands by you. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that nothing can ever separate us from you. Thank you for the blessing and the assurance that we have. Not only will your spirit and your power rearrange circumstances, but your spirit and your power can help us to think of thoughts and of doing things in ways that we and ourselves would have never thought of because you inspire our hearts. Thank you, Father, for touching our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen.